live lean. You know, I think people get excited for the aspect of like, oh, I'm able to do all these different things. But, you know, at a new startup, it's like, you don't know what the future is going to hold. And it's good to like, put yourself in the position of like, I need just what I need to survive. Because really, like, the business is your livelihood. And so you should be really throwing yourself back into it to make sure it's going to put a lot of food on the table. And um, I'd say also is that like, you're going to experience the highest of highs and lowest of lows. And you can't really let either affect you too much or else you're, it's just going to be a tough business going forward. And so you got to be prepared for it and just make sure you stay like even set in how you uh, respond to things in the long run. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight bigger businesses, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, uh, Kenny Rose. And uh, Kenny uh, started out his journey uh, going to, to high school and college in uh, San Diego, uh, got a degree in uh, financial services, and then uh, went and worked uh, for Merrill Lynch for a period of time, and then got introduced into the world of uh, franchising and uh, began working as a franchise uh, broker in that world, um, worked for a large broker for a period of time, and then decided to go out on his own uh, brokering franchises, and uh, also had an idea on uh, setting up franchises like an investment uh, where uh, multiple people could uh, invest in it. Uh, COVID hit and uh, decided to uh, solely uh, focus on that uh, current business of investing with the franchises and uh, business has uh, gone from there. So uh, with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Kenny. Awesome. Thanks for the introduction, Devin. Great to be here. Absolutely. Excited to have you on. So I just gave a uh, quick introduction to a, a much longer journey, but why don't uh, we uh, rewind and unpack that a little bit and tell us a little bit about uh, how your journey got started uh, growing up in San Diego, going to, to high school and college there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that was a great entry. You covered like the whole span of the last uh, 20 years or so. But uh, back it up before, I'm actually from Arizona originally and uh, grew up there until I was 11 or 12. Lived in a little ski town in Colorado for five years after that. And then, yeah, finished out high school. And went to college in San Diego, so proud Aztec from a San Diego State. And, um, you know, I honestly, like most kids going to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, I just knew I wanted to eventually, like, start a business like uh, people in my family had. And you know, there was an entrepreneurship major at the time. And I eventually found my way into financial services because I caught wind of an internship at Merrill Lynch there. And my first question was, what in the world is financial advising? And so I uh, started learning about it and realized just how you could help people grow and preserve wealth. And it just matched up with a lot of my long-term goals. Interned twice there, actually funny enough, the second time, uh, my advisor actually got fired when I was working there. And so I was like, oh God, there's my in at Merrill Lynch. What do I do now? And my key card still worked. So I went in the next morning at 6 a.m. and just flung open the biggest corner office I could find and said, hey, my name's Kenny Rose. I'm going to be your next intern. And they're like, who the hell are you? And uh, eventually led to uh, get an internship with them the next uh, semester and then graduated, moved up to San Francisco and uh, was an advisor at Merrill Lynch up there and realized I was not a fan of big wirehouses and just the big corporate culture. And also being San Francisco 15 years ago, we saw robo advisors coming. And so I was a little worried about the long-term longevity of that industry. 
And uh, I ended up talking to a family friend. He was the CEO of a company that coaches CEOs. So a great person to talk to until he threw me a huge curveball. He said, well, you know about franchising? And I was like, McDonald's, Subway, Taco Bell. I'm like, what do you know about it? And that's what I find I'm, out. I'm going to jump in, just ask this one yeah. quick question, not to interrupt your journey. But so you were at Merrill Lynch and, and walk, or remind me, how long were you there for? Uh, a year or two. So it was a pretty quick thing. I, uh, yeah, was not a fan of the lifestyle there. But uh, it's also like when you're living in San Francisco and everyone's in tech and you walk in a suit, you kind of get uh, a lot of dirty looks. Hmm. <laughs> No, make or makes sense. And uh, so my question is going to be is, you know, kind of how did you come to the, you mentioned a little bit, but how did you come to the conclusion that, hey, this probably isn't the right fit or isn't, you know, the direction I want to go? Is it kind of just a, hey, I don't, you know, I'm not the same as everybody else here or there was there a particular experience or kind of how did you kind of come to the conclusion, probably want to go in a different direction? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there were a lot of things that kept adding up. Like when you hear enough of like, oh, I'm just going to use a robo advisor. You're like, oh, geez, maybe more people are going to do this. And then, you know, just a lot of the culture, like a big finance bro place just wasn't really what I was looking for. And it kept adding up. And then eventually the conversation started about me partnering up with like a brokerage group there. It's so basically another team of advisors. Like, oh, go kick it up to them. And then I realized what a lot of it was that they set these goals like, makeable at first and then absurdly high unless you like came from another firm and so you kind of have to go get absorbed by another and i'm like oh well that's gonna be my book of business and god knows what's coming up next down the road so let me go find somewhere i can like you know own my future a bit more hmm. so now so with that kind of in mind and makes sense and, and kind of that progression to decide hey uh, going are gonna end up going in a different direction you said you kind of got introduced a bit to the world of franchising and uh, that sounded a, a bit of interest or sounded like it was a good uh, potential. Yeah, honestly, I thought it was weird as hell at first. <laughs> I was like, he threw the effort at me. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? And then I found out his company was a franchise. So I'm already like, okay, I don't know about that much about franchising apparently, because apparently you can franchise coaching CEOs. And I found out you can franchise every industry and they pretty much are all franchised. And uh, he introduced me to the franchise brokerage space. It's kind of like being like a realtor or an investment advisor for helping someone find a franchise. So like if you woke up one day and said, hey, I want to own a franchise, I'd uh, you know understand your budget, your skill set and goals, recommend a few brands that line up with that and coach you through the research and purchase process. And um, I was part of the largest brokerage in the world. They had 150 offices at the time. And uh, got to this point where like stuff was getting copied from my emails, thrown in the corporate training manual, may a co-author on an Amazon bestseller I don't get royalties for. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm helping you more than you're helping me. And um, around the same time, I uh, heard of a company called Fundrise. And Fundrise just raised their Series A funding. And basically what they did was they made it so commercial real estate investing was now available for everyone. You didn't have to be an accredited investor and you could do it for as little as a couple hundred bucks. And so I started tearing through the laws that were going on, making this possible, the technology and the business model, and decided I was going to do this for franchising, but really wanted to uh, build my own background first. And so I started my own brokerage and started off just writing free answers on Quora. And they sent those answers out to 40 or 50 million people and touching base with journalists and stuff. And eventually I reached over 300 million people without a penny in ad spend. So I kind of had that franchise idea on the back burner, but then... You alluded to it, pandemic hits, and uh, read an article, people are gambling in the stock market because sports aren't on. And I was just like, okay, investing doesn't make sense anymore. People need something that's tangible and they understand and believe in. And that's what franchising is all about. And so that's when we created Franchise, being the 
first platform you can invest in franchises for as little as 500 bucks. No, that's awesome. So you, so you got in there and I said, so maybe just rewind this a little bit, but you yeah. were working for a large franchiser, kind of got familiar with that. And then you said, hey, I'm working hard. Enjoy this. But it seems like, you know, all of my hard work is, you know, whether it's getting overlooked or not getting recognized or, hey, there's a better path for me to realize, uh, you know, a lot of or what I'm contributing by going down my own path. So you decided to kind of or go your own way or, or to start something up now. You know, sometimes you get into that and you say, hey, it was a great leap and I enjoy it and it worked out well. And other times you're saying, hey, it's a lot harder to run my own business or do my own thing than I thought. And I kind of took everything else for granted. So kind of as you made that leap or kind of went your own direction, walk us through a little bit, you know, how did that progress or was it everything that you thought it would be and worked out great and money was raining down from the skies or you regretted the jump or, you know, you're teetering yeah. on the verge of bankruptcy all the time or kind of walk us through a little bit of how that, uh, how that went for you. Well, anyone who starts a business doesn't tell you it's a nightmare to get started is lying to you. So, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I mean, honestly, when you're going from like one area where you do a certain role and then starting a business, it's, there's so many other aspects to it that you might not have experience in, whether it's marketing, accounting, uh, other types of finance, uh, the sales process, uh, website design, just so many things. And all of a sudden you get kind of over inundated with all these different things you have to do. And you eventually master it, which is uh, something that really helped me eventually start franchise. I had experienced all these little things, but um, you know, I would say like it, it was definitely peaks and uh, valleys where I, I would say low point is, uh, you know, my family, a big thing. Like once I turned 18, my dad shook my hand. He said, good luck. And uh, I had to go back to him and be like, I, I hate to ask, but I have to do it. Like, can I borrow some money for rent? And like, he was actually totally fine with it. But like to actually like ask him was just like the biggest swallowing of pride. And so, you know, there are definitely times where like if a deal hadn't closed right when it needed to, I would have been homeless and then eventually, you know, build something great out of it. So, yeah, tons of peaks and valleys, but I wouldn't have traded the experience for anything. Well, sounds like it was uh, definitely a, a great journey. And, you know, I think that's uh, how everybody's uh, progression goes is that. You know, you you have those peaks and valleys, and you you have the the good times and the bad times, and it all uh, comes along and uh, and uh, makes it uh, a fun ride. So, yeah. So with that, so now as you're kind of uh, diving into it, how long ago was that when you kind of uh, struck out on your own or, or started the or your own business? Oh, start on my own. Uh, I think it was 2016 or 2017. So now you've been doing that. So let's say, you know, between six and seven years and and that's progressed now as you've uh, gone along, how are things progressed? You know, has it been one where it's been kind of a steady course or what's been the evolution of the business? So kind of walk us through that and catch us up to, to where things are at today. Um, oh, yeah. So that was with the uh, old brokerage I was uh, referring to. And then we started Franchise oh. about 2020. So I sh shut the mm -hmm. business down or shut the other business down because this is my baby and all consuming. And, um, you know, it's been a great growth. Like, um, you know, starting off, it's, it's an odd industry. I'll tell you that, like even fundraising for it was a whole course of its own. Like I reached out to 400 venture capital companies. I maybe got three responses back. And, uh, so I ended up having to go raise from angel investors to start and then go back to VCs and, uh, eventually had a great funding round that was venture backed. And, then we, you know, I had to go out and build the team and the product and all these things and definitely a time consuming piece to do it right. Um, but when we launched, we had an amazing launch. We uh, had over 18 million in investment subscriptions, which was the largest launch ever for an alternative investing platform. And we've had all sorts of franchise brands reaching out to us because this was something I had said from the get go before we received our first dollar, which was 
franchisors are not really happy about these check writers that come in and write a check and they say, great, it'll run itself because no business does. They really want owner operators that are in there every day and passionate and like this is their business. Just generally those people don't have the money for it. And so we really separate the operators and where the capital comes from. Uh, so they can actually have true owner operators in there every day. And um, so, uh, yeah, and it's been great. We've had all these different franchisors reach out. We've got a couple more offerings that'll be uh, launched by the end of the year, early next year. And uh, I've got over 40,000 on the wait list for future offerings. So it's just been a great journey so far, but also very, very early. No, well, sounds like, uh, you know, a lot of uh, great traction, exciting work and a lot of uh, fun uh, yet along the way. And so now if you're to kind of look now, or that's kind of where you're at today, if you're to project out the next six to 12 months, where do you see things headed or kind of what's uh, the next or what's in the pipeline or what's next for you? Yeah, so um, six to 12 months from now, I mean, we're, we're already in two different industries that we're investing in. I'd like to get that to at least five by six to 12 months from now. And we're trying to get to about 150 million on the platform with and with some of these offerings that we've got coming, it's very doable, which we're excited for. And um, you know, we want to get to start, we want to get into even more bigger and bigger name brands, expand to more locations, expand our existing operators into more locations. And um, it really also get more of a focus on like geographic-based funds. So like I'm in Chicago, and so you know, I want a Chicago fund. So where I go eat, get get my hair cut, go work out at all those things I own a piece of and, you know, able to own and partake in something that, uh, you know, is mine. And so uh, a lot of exciting things and also growing the team, which we're very excited for. No, sounds like a lot of uh, exciting things going on and, and and a lot yet to come. So sounds like it'll be a, a fun, uh, fun journey along the way. So so now with that, now as, as we've kind of uh, reached the present day of the journey and even uh, looking a bit into the future, Great time to, to transition to the, the two questions I always like to ask uh, towards the end of each episode. So we'll jump to those now. So the first question I'd like to ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? What'd you learn from it? <laughs> um, you know, worst business decision was uh, working with a vendor uh, that we'll say did not deliver as promised. Um, you know, I was kind of promised everything and received, we'll say far from that. And uh, it was honestly one of the first things I had signed when uh, we'd founded Franchise. So I didn't really know the, having a process of like having attorneys overlook every vendor contract. And so uh, that's definitely what I learned is that any new vendor, have the lawyers review the contract and be afraid to push back on all sorts of things. No, that's awesome. So, and and I and I are awesome that you learn from that. And I think that you know that's kind of one. Not awesome they had to go through it, but that you learn from it in the sense. I think that that's you know one that's hard when you're getting into, especially when you're new into business or just getting started. Everything from hey, I don't know, you know what to look for in inv or in vendors or you know service providers or other people I work with. And I think everybody thinks, hey, I I know when it, you know I can read people really well. And even if you can read people well, it just takes time and or experience and sign, kind of going through some of those things to know what to look for and what uh, may or may not um, you know be a, a red flag in that. So I think that's a, a good to, or an easy mistake to make, but a great one to learn from. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> now, the second question I'd like to ask is, so now if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Um, live lean. You know, I think people get excited for the aspect of like, oh, I'm be able to do all these different things. But, you know, at a new startup, it's like, you don't know what the future is going to hold. And it's good to like, put yourself in the position of like, 
I need just what I need to survive. Cause really like the business is your livelihood. And so you should be really throwing yourself back into it to make sure it's going to put a lot of food on the table. And um, I'd say also is that like, you're going to experience the highest of highs and lowest of lows. And you can't really let either affect you too much or else you're, it's just going to be a tough business going forward. And so you got to be prepared for it and just make sure you stay like even set and how you uh, respond to things in the long run. No, I think that's uh, definitely a, a great uh, piece of advice and a, a great takeaway. So, well, now as we uh, do wrap up the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Yep. Um, best way is to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's uh, Kenny and last name is Rose, spelled like the flower, but then also go check out franchares.com. Uh, it's like shares of franchises and uh, create an account, check it out, see if it's something that could make sense for you. But uh, I'm always very big on LinkedIn too. So uh, be, don't be afraid to reach out and let us know that you uh, heard us from here. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, make a new connection, support a great business. If nothing else, uh, make a new best friend. So <laughs> with that, thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. It's been a fun, it's been a pleasure. Now for all of you that are listeners that are out there, if you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be a guest on a podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners, make sure to click share, subscribe, leave us a review, helps us to reach even more startups and small businesses to help them along their journey to success. And on that note, if you ever need help uh, uh, with your business along your journey with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your startup or your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Kenny, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thanks, Devin. You too.